You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hey friends, this conversation with Morgan Farr was so good, I didn't want to edit out a single word of it due to time constraints, so I made it into a two-part series. Part two will be broadcast next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here is part one of my interview with Morgan Farr. Welcome, friends. Grab a cup of coffee. It's time for the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. You know, I just love chatting with other mill spouse moms in the trenches and learning how they do military homeschool life. And I know you're going to love today's guest. Morgan Farr is a Texas-loving, succulent-cultivating book nerd and aspiring author. As an Army spouse, she's learned to lean heavily on Christ while walking this military life. Morgan and her husband have four young children and two fantastic working dogs. As a jack-of-all-trades, Morgan is always learning something new. When she isn't homeschooling her children, writing for Christian publications, or training her Dutch shepherd, Morgan can be found listening to Texas country music while lifting weights, reading, or cheering on the Texas Aggies. Morgan is best known for her structure, discipline, and organization. She uses these skills as the director of publishing for Planting Roots, the graphic designer for Mission Millspouse, and in various positions within Protestant Women of the Chapel. You can connect with Morgan on all major social media channels using her handle at Morgan D. Farr. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, please take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a, a bit about your family. So my name is um, Morgan Farr. I am a Texas native um, and I'm an army wife. My husband and I have been married for 10 years. Um, my husband, Brian, is a veterinarian for the United States Army, uh, and we are currently stationed at Lackland Air Force Base at Joyce ba- Joint Base San Antonio, so it's nice to be back in Texas again. Um, and we have four children. Uh, they are eight, seven, five, and almost three. She'll be three in about two weeks. Um, and then we have two uh, working dogs as well. Oh, neat. Well, you homeschool. How long have you homeschooled in I'm curious to know what led you to homeschooling. So we started homeschooling in 2017 um, when my oldest, uh, the eight-year-old, was um, first beginning to show an interest in letters. I had been a teacher prior to um, becoming a stay-at-home mom. So I have a background in education and um, I noticed that William was starting to be more interested in figuring out what was happening in the books, like trying to follow along with his finger and trying to sound things out. 
and just very interested. And so he was two and a half and I was like, well, it's way too early for school, but let's just kind of see how interested he is. Um, and we started and he took off and he has been reading ever since. So um, the way we started was just kind of, we're going to sit there and read books and recognize letters as we can. Um, and it wasn't anything super structured the first year. And then we kind of built structure in after that, partly because as we added more kids, we needed more structure. Um, so that uh, we started off pretty organically with just he was interested and I wasn't ready to send him to a preschool or, a, you know, a pre-K or a daycare kind of thing. Um, and so we just incorporated it into daily life. Oh, wow. That's the neat thing about homeschooling is it really is more of a lifestyle instead of sitting your children at a desk all day. And, you know, it's part of your life and it's fun. And I've learned along with my kiddos and I just, I love homeschooling. I can't now imagine sending them to school, although I'm getting ready to send my two youngest now to college. But so you began homeschooling from pretty much the get-go. And as a a teacher prior to that, I'm curious, does any of that um, play into your view of homeschooling or what you do within your homeschool? Yes. So I like I said, I was a public school kid um, before being, you know, a teacher and whatever else. I started out in public school and I taught in public school. I taught in private school. Um, and I became a teacher after attending Texas A&M University. And I, through college, I realized that I struggled a lot more than I really needed to in school. Um, I was able to grit my teeth and pull through high school, but it was really a struggle to do so. Um, I flourished in college once I was able to set my own schedule, my own rhythm, um, and take classes that were interesting to me and curated around um, where I could better focus, partly also because um, I got my feet up under me in college because I was diagnosed as an adult uh, with autism, um, which had gone completely missed all through my, um, you know, traditional public school upbringing, K through 12. Um, it would have been really helpful to know that and to be able to put things in place to help that. Um, but because I wasn't the absolute um, bottom of the barrel struggling. And because I wasn't absolutely brilliant gifted, I just kind of got lost in the shuffle being one of the, you know, hundreds of students in the hallway. Um, so my struggles with academics fell under the radar in high school. Um, but then I'm more than made up for them in college. Um, once I figured out my learning style and how, how to pace myself in a way that made sense for me. Um, so my, experience as a student made me a very interested teacher wanting to see the children in the middle. It's very easy um, to see the ones that are struggling towards the, you know, because it's a bell curve, right? Um, it's very easy to see the ones struggling and to see the ones excelling. Um, but it's the ones in the middle that tend to be overlooked because they're not drowning and they're not flying. So we're like, all right, they're okay. Um, and homeschooling allows me to look at each of my kids as unique individuals. Um, and as a, as a Christian, that's super important to me to um, look at their individual um, complete personhood. And so recognizing where one struggles, the other may not. 
Um, and then where I struggle, they may not. And homeschooling allows me the freedom to play within those margins and to find ways to help them um, that are unique to the individual child. Um, so that was a long-winded answer to say, um, we when we started homeschooling, I had very little experience with it in the outside. I, I had met homeschoolers, um, but I had very little actual experience with it. My husband was homeschooled, um, K through 12. His mother homeschooled all three of his their kids um, from kindergarten through high school. And she individually curated their education around their interests and their goals and where they wanted to be. And she did all of this pre-internet, which like floors me. I, I mean, I know people survive pre-internet, but <laughs> the idea of sitting, researching curriculum and, you know, going to these conferences to you can't pull it up on your computer and just be like oh yeah let me compare these two like that's that's crazy to me um but she did it while traveling all over the world um with my father-in-law's job and uh so she did a really really great job with her kids um she got two doctors and a nurse out of the mix like she was very careful and very diligent in um making sure that they got the best education they could get and focused it around what they wanted to do in the future. Um, so she really created like this culture of learning within their little nuclear family. Um, so when one of them wanted to do like the Lego robotics, they all did it together. When one of them wanted to read the Redwall series, they all read it and discussed it together, um, which read to the, which led to them being really tight knit and having really strong relationships and the ability to discuss ideas and concepts with each other um, that when I married into that family, I was like, man, this is this is incredible. And I I want to just like, you know, be the the Ruth to her Naomi, sit there and learn underneath her and teach me and show me how to do this so that I can create that culture of learning within our family as it grew. Oh, wow. I love that backstory. That is amazing because. I love how you talk about your experience as a student and getting lost in the system helped you as a teacher to be more sensitive to those kids that were kind of in the middle. And then as a homeschool mom, you're really able to listen to what your kids need and what their abilities are and what their interests are. And then the background with your husband and his family and their legacy of homeschooling. And you said that, um, if I heard that right, you said that they traveled uh, all around the world. Was uh, his father military or was that with no. his job? Yeah, he was a, um, he worked as a chemical engineer and they moved, I think they moved nine times before, no wait, seven times before my husband turned 18. Um, so they lived in Germany and Singapore, Texas, um, New Jersey. They moved back to Texas twice, several times. Um, so they moved a lot. And she did this with her kids so that as they moved from place to place to place, they were getting continuity of their education. Um, because, you know, at that point, this was the early 90s. Um, it was not there wasn't the ability to just transfer things over. If you got to a school and they had already done geography in the seventh grade and 
you came in in the eighth grade from a school that didn't do that, then you were behind. Um, and so she made the choice. And I have to say, my mother-in-law is like brilliant, scary, scary, smart, just a very, very smart woman. Um, and she could have easily had an incredible job outside of the home. She could have done that, but she chose to stay at home with her kids and invest in them for, you know, 24, 25 years, um, pouring into their education. And it made a significant difference for all of them. Right. And there is so much hope in that message because sometimes I know as a military spouse and, and moving all over the place and wondering, you know, is this, how is this going to affect my children? You know, are they going to be okay? We're moving every two years, but she is testimony to the fact that you can move frequently all over the world and your kids are going to be fine. You know, it's not the moves, but it's the bond within the family that you cultivate that helps stabilize them. Yeah, it is. It's one of the, the major benefits of the having the military lifestyle um, and combining it with homeschooling is the opportunity to expand your worldview so much. Um, Every time you move and go to a new location, that's an entirely new community of ideas, people, um, cultures that you get to then explore and expose your children to, which can provide opportunity for conversations about everything from politics, character, ethics, and you do those things organically. You don't have to have a curriculum to bring it up. Now you can. There's nothing wrong with curriculum. I, in fact, love curriculum, but um, it there's the opportunity to have these deep experiences, these enriching experiences with your family um, in a way that is completely normal and and authentic, I guess, for lack of a better word. Right. And in addition to the family bond and the enrichment that this lifestyle comes to our family, you know, that that the benefits to our families through this. What other benefits have you seen that homeschooling has had on your family and uh, your military lifestyle? So when when people ask, you know, why we homeschool, I, I say there are three big things, um, and that is the world experiences an off time. So the world, um, the military moves you all around the world, and you may get a choice, you may not. Um, but each one of those experiences is an opportunity to learn and grow. So when we move from one place to another, I research carefully where we're going um, as soon as I find it out. So um, when we were stationed um, in San Diego with NSW, we did unit studies on the ocean. My children were really little at that point, like four, three, two, and the youngest one wasn't even born yet. Um, so we did unit studies on the ocean because we were right there. Like there are incredible aquariums. You've got SeaWorld, you've got the San Diego Zoo. So we took full advantage of that. And we spent that first year really pouring into our first real academic year, pouring into the idea of unit studies with the ocean being right there. Then when we PCS to Philadelphia, um, we switched from doing kind of the science focused with the ocean and went full American revolution. Like we visited every historical site within driving distance. My kids just learned that 
when it was field trip day, we're going to go see a whole bunch of old stuff and we're going to learn everything that there is to know about it. We do the the five W's of exploration, the who, what, when, where, why. Um, and so we go through whether it's a museum or um, an art gallery or it's a theater show or a concert, we go through and answer those questions around it. So taking the world wherever we have been placed in the military community and learn everything we can about that location. Um, so now that we're in San Antonio, we are studying Texas history, Latin American history, um, and then Native American history. So I went through the summer. Yeah. And built a, uh, if you don't know about the Blue Star Museum program, it's phenomenal. Every homeschooler should take full advantage of it. It's amazing. Um, but it's, so I go through and make a list of all of the places that are within a 45 minute drive of my home uh, that participate in the Blue Star Museum program because it's free to military members. So you can go and experience, um, you know, we went to the um San Antonio Museum of Art last week, two weeks ago, um, completely for free. And we spent three and a half hours going through four floors of incredible history. Um, and so each time we move, I make a list of these places and then go through and build a calendar um, to do low co- on the low cost or free days because lots of museums offer special military days um, so that it doesn't have to be you know, financially prohibitive but you can then explore to the full extent of where you're placed. So taking advantage of that world aspect, um, I am just gunning for when um, they place us overseas. I'm so excited. I don't even care where at this point, just the opportunity to learn and do more. um, Oconus would be, would be pretty amazing. Um, So I'm super excited for that. Then the other one. So the next thing would be the, uh, experiences. So military life can be really challenging, but it also allows you to participate in some really incredible things. Um, so my husband's a veterinarian, which means that um, we don't go strictly to, you know, army places, even though he is in the army, we have been with the Navy. He's been with the Marine Corps. He's been with the army, obviously. And then now we're stationed at an air force base. So um, we get a lot of opportunity to do weird things. Um, when my children were very, very young, uh, my husband and I ran a garage gym ministry out of our home. Um, and we ran, yeah, we ran 16 classes a week of weightlifting. So I taught powerlifting, he taught Olympic lifting, um, and our kids participated every step of the way. So they're sitting there doing their manipulatives while we are working out while we are teaching, you know, we're teaching a hang power clean and my son's sitting on the floor looking over his flashcards. Um, which we wouldn't be able to do if they weren't, you know, with us. So now my eight-year-old has been in the garage gym since, I mean, before he was born. Um, And I mean, he can outlift some grown adults just because he has grown up in it. Um, So we've been able to really um, incorporate that culture of health and fitness as well, because they're here with us. Um, when we were stationed in Philadelphia, we got to spend our Mondays volunteering at the Penn Vet Working Dog Center. So the University of Pennsylvania has this incredible center where they train working dogs, whether it's for bite work or detection, and they do all kinds of incredible work. So my kids were responsible for coming in and they did puppy socialization. 
So they would come in and we would bring trucks that made noise. We would bring bubble machines. They were supposed to be as loud as they could, you know, be children so that these puppies got used to what kids are like so that they would be able to do their job better. Now, if my kids were in a normal, you know, go to daycare or go to preschool or whatever, they wouldn't have been able to do that. And so for the three years that we were in Philadelphia, they got to hide in rubble piles and um, do work with these animals to be able to help them do their job better, which was a pretty amazing experience. Um, I so, so love that. That is so cool. Yeah, it, it's been pretty incredible. So now that we have our own working dogs, um, you know, my kids are 100% used to do- like my my youngest, she's two. Um, she doesn't think it's a dog unless it has pointy ears because she's always been around either Dutch Shepherds, German Shepherds, Malinois. Um, so for her, all dogs have pointy ears. And so dogs that, you know, normal children be like, oh my gosh, that's big and scary. She's like, yes, I love it. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's an experience. It's a, it's a neat thing that we're able to do because um, we have more freedom with our schedule. So now that we're in San Antonio, um, my kids are a little bit older now. And so we are participating in things like Protestant Women of the Chapel. Um, and they do that by helping with setup. Like they can set up chairs. They can wipe down tables. Um, recently, we were invited to be a part of the event team for Five and Thrive um, with JBSA. And it helps to tackle the most common issues in military life. My kids get to show up and help. They get to participate. They get to play with other kids so that the moms can listen to the presentation. Um, and so it helps to foster a culture of servanthood, of um, giving back to our community. So the the experiences within military life, they are what you make of them. Um, if, if you are, I'm going to use the word aggressive for lack of a better term, um, and you put yourself out there and go for it, if you have the opportunity Try it, do it. If it works for your family, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. That's part of the incredibleness of homeschooling. Um, So then the last real benefit, in my opinion, is the ability to take time off. So um, we school year round. Um, This started by accident because of the pandemic. Um, I had originally, you know, being a teacher, I tend to do the like, I like a classroom. I like to have a set schedule. I'm very... um, type A in that way, I guess. Um, But then the pandemic hit. And at that point, I had four kids, five and under. um, And my husband was a resident. And so there was just kind of chaos. The world shut down. um, And we were in Philadelphia at the time, not actually at a military installation, even though my husband was still in the army. Um, We were at stationed at the University of Pennsylvania for him to do this residency. and so my boys were finishing up kindergarten and everything just kind of shut down. And I thought, oh, okay, it'll be a month or two, kind of like, you know, everybody else did. Um, so I thought, we'll go ahead and do the next school year. We'll we'll go ahead and start. And then when everything opens back up, we'll take our break. But it stayed shut down for a much longer time than I thought it would. So we just kind of kept going with school as usual. Um, and then when school find or when the world finally did bo- open back up, we went ahead and took time off. Um, and that really helped me to see how arbitrary the actual normal school years are. Um, and if it doesn't work for you, why do it? Like it, if it doesn't work for you and your family, don't stress over these arbitrary dates that don't mean anything. Um, 
So our now our new norm is we just do school. That's what we do. It's the standard. It's like doing chores or making breakfast or, you know, reading your Bible. It's just what you do. It is their job. And then when my husband has time off or block leave or whatever, we can take that time then without having to worry about that arbitrary timeline anymore. And that's so true. I love what you were saying about how you continued during the pandemic, because that gave a stability that, you know, that one constant when everything was in chaos and, and, you know, everyone was kind of unsure, is it going to last a month? Okay. Well, 30 days turned into six weeks, turned into three months, you know, and it just kept like, it kept going. They had that stability, that constant in their life that, that, that they knew they would wake up and they had that purpose each morning that really was taken away from so many kids. You know, the kids who were going to a traditional school all of a sudden didn't have that and their lives were turned completely upside down. And here you were able to provide that stability for them. I so hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Morgan. We'll pick up where we left off again next week with part two. In the meantime, you can read my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. I'll be back next week with part two. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.